Welcome to this Perceptive Readers Podcast. Hi, I'm James Lynch. Welcome to this Perceptive Readers Telegram group app moment. Hi, I'm James Lynch. Today I'm doing an apples and oranges through this Perceptive Readers Telegram group, which I will transfer over as well to the podcast. Yes, as you know, I'm out and about since I'm doing this because I will not have um, anything scheduled to make a clearer, you see, uh, podcast today in my uh, home office. But all the same, I wanted to talk about this subject and have it even uh, for a Sunday thought, if you will. And this is uh, an important apples and oranges uh, topic today. Uh, So important because of, to me, just how beautiful it is on what I'm going to talk about. What is it, James? All right. It actually pertains to illustrations. Illustrations are beautiful. And there's one type of illustration in particular or specifically that I've always noticed and appreciated over the years when different people say this or that or using this way. And the illustration actually pertains to like a mother and a daughter or a father and a daughter or a mother and a son or a father to a son. So we're talking about the family type illustrations, uh, the parent and child relationship, all beautiful types of illustrations have been given to what mostly always show not only how well a parent can treat a child, but also the respect that the child has for the parent as well. And then the different illustrations show a wide range of responsibilities and authority exercise, etc., etc., all in such beautiful ways. Uh, even a good book uses those same type of analogies and illustrations. All right. So this is the topic, though, that I want to take a step further for you. And while we're talking about today, illustrations even the parent and child relationship has to fit still the premise or the context of what it may be and see the reason why the parent and the child illustration is so beautiful because i'm telling you 99.9% of the time it just can it, it can apply in so many ways because it's human interaction so yes you probably said 99.9% come on james you sure it's not 100% that it always applies here well i'm going to say 1% of it it's not as 100% applicable. (laughs) Now, didn't that sound interesting? I'll say 1% of those type of illustrations when they're given at a certain um, context of trying to apply it, it is not 1% 
applicable to the situation, you see, uh, to the environment, to the problem. That's what I want to talk about in this uh, Perceptive Readers Telegram group right now. For example, think about a child, you see, um, adolescence, teenage, you know, uh, or even a baby. That child is reliant solely on the parent, right? And along with that, from the health to getting fed to uh, learning, uh, even the decisions, whether what school, you know, to go to what all of those, the final authority actually goes to what the parent. Yes, they do. You see. And along with that, uh, if the child does not understand something, um, the child is also, you see, uh, then under the charge of the parent to be even disciplined, you see, uh, not a, an abusive type discipline, but actually, once again, instruction, whether it's uh, talking or even some parents might say, you know, you spare the rod and you spoil the child, then there may be, you know, some other type of uh, uh, method, uh, <laughs> uh, whether it's having them sit in the corner uh, for time out or in maybe other, uh, you know, techniques that you may use all done in a loving way. All right. See, those type of illustrations that are given are often very beautiful and people appreciate it and they understand it and they get the point. Well, James, when would such illustrations like that not apply? You see, you said there's 1% and of that 1% is really not 100% applicable. Well, I'm about to tell you what that is. Think about it. Once the child grows up and become of an accountable age, uh, you know, 16, 17, 18, uh, certainly by 21, you see, uh, <laughs> uh, then, then what happens? They're known as uh, grown adults, young adults. Uh, uh, they have made decisions. They have moved out. They've done this and that. They've gotten married, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Now, once that happens, there are times where a parent or someone who is, uh, once again, has a lot of experience, may still reference the parent and child relationship uh, to help uh, two grown adults, you know, one may be, you know, way older than the other, to actually get maybe the younger person to, you need to listen, you see, uh, to your elder, you need to listen to your parent, as it were, all right? Now, again, those type of illustrations have been beautifully done many times, time and time again, beautifully done and, and said. However, keep this in mind. Once the child becomes of an accountable age, and even of 
marrying age and even has a family, got married or what have you. You see, the point that you have to keep in mind is that now that same uh, responsibility and authority that was all placed on the parent has now been totally what? Transferred to this grown adult child. It doesn't matter whether the child has come out of the womb or not. The child is now, see, a grown adult. And that's how you tell the difference on whether to use the illustrations in such a way because the illustrations are always good like that to show where you still should respect, you see, uh, or what your parents said or what uh, or your um, elders or, you know, uh, great headedness says. And that is correct. That's where it's still so beautiful. However, it stops at the point of the parent. If the child does not agree with, you see, um, uh, something that the parent is saying or won't even take the advice according to, you know, uh, work or whatever the situation may be. And see, we're talking more on everyday living or uh, the mundane things of life or what have you. Uh, you know, it can even go further than that. But all the same, maybe when the child was a teenager or younger, the parent had the authority to, you know, I'm going to get that belt, you know, <laughs> don't make me go get my little switch or whatever. But see, once the child again has become of accountable age, marrying age, even moved out, even has a family, can the parent still do that now um, uh, to the child? The, you know, meeting out discipline in that way, you see? Um, no. And one of the scriptures in the good book, which I could go to many others, but one of the ones I just want to keep, have you keep in mind for this Sunday thought as well, that deals with, I keep saying marrying age, is that Jesus even said, and he referenced Genesis, where he said, who joined them together? You see, he was talking about marriage of a man and a woman. And he, he mentioned with that, that since God had married, you know, um, Adam and Eve, and he made the point, what God has yoked together, let no man, no one really, no human, you see, tear it apart, um, interfere with that, you see. And he even mentioned, too, that, you know, in that same context, uh, that's why the man would basically take the woman and move out on his own. You see what I'm saying? Not be under um, the roof. Nobody is saying that this doesn't happen today. <coughs> Excuse me. But remember, keep in mind the subject matter of what we're talking about. We're really talking about the interactions of of, of a parent and a child. You see, Jesus showed in that example as well that certain authority that the parent even had over that child, it was on loan all the way up until that accountable age. Now, like I said again, you still always have to respect your elders, so to speak, the best of your ability, 
But it doesn't mean that if you then disagree with something that a parent is telling you to do, and you just say, no, I'm, I'm going to do it this way, that then the parent can turn around and just take a regular conscious decision of yours and start actually trying to, uh, you know, meet out some types of uh, discipline, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, it's one thing to express yourself on this is how you feel about the situation, but that's where it's supposed to really, you know, uh, uh, stop there. It's it's uh, the other ones that I, I forgot. There's a word for it. Oh, corporal punishment. OK, that just came to my mind. You know, we're trying to do something to a person, uh, you know, on that level. It's like, no, it's 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 not the same thing. The illustration was not meant uh, to apply in that way, because why? Yes. All those illustrations with the family, they show that you need to have proper respect, but they don't show that once a child is grown and even has a family, that that parent who even birthed them, went through nine months of carrying them, can all of a sudden still say, nope, you're not going to do this because I'm your mother, I'm your father, you're not going to do this. They don't have the authority anymore uh, uh, to stop it. Now, they don't have to help, but a good parent, would they go out their way to actually try to still, uh, you know, um, hurt the efforts just because the child didn't uh, listen to them and what they were doing, they have enough experience and even if persons feel that they don't. You know, you just have to let people live their lives at times. So this was a perceptive readers uh, telegram moment. And I wanted to share this with you because it's something that, you know, I've thought about uh, for years. And the reason why I haven't mentioned it uh, too much is because it is such a beautiful illustration. However, I'm just telling you, the, um, sometimes I've seen it used in a way where two grown persons um, highly intelligent, but one is even older than the other. Uh, 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 it's trying to, you know, pull rank, so to speak, on another person who actually, again, has their own conscious and God-given right of what they just wanted to do. And and I always say, again, keep in context of what we're talking about. Uh, that That's another reason in closing that's why when it comes to medical situations and other situations, they have such a thing that they call a durable power of attorney. And that only kicks in, you see, when the person becomes incapacitated somewhere where they can't even express themselves or, you know, or they're, um, uh, uh, you know, on the hospital bed and operate on or, or what have you, you see. Uh, and then once that person comes to, you see, depending on the length of, uh, what instructions they put in there, uh, the person is still uh, not supposed to go beyond um, uh, those instructions unless, once again, the person clearly put it in writing saying, this is a signed document. You have the authority to do this uh, for me, for my body or, or choices. You see, now, does that make sense? Again, I want to emphasize the parent-child relationship, I believe, is one of the most beautiful 
type of illustrations you can give. I just wanted to share that. You have a very nice day. You have just listened to the Perceptive Readers Podcast. Remember, until next time, if you read something that encourages you to improve or enhance your life for the better, it becomes your reality.